excited. Welcome back to The Road to New York City, the podcast where my sister and I document the journey we take to accomplish our goals and make it to the Big Apple. I'm your host, Kaylee Bernal. And I'm your host, Miranda Gray. And today we are going to be talking about Miss Taylor Swift and the empire mm -hmm. she has built. And um, we're going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to get down with it. I'm not mad at it. So I wanted to chat about Miss Taylor because she is extremely controversial right now. Not even necessarily yeah. controversial. She's well, just yeah. being really heavily criticized in the media. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yes. Which is bringing a lot of attention to her. But at the same time, a lot of the attention going to her is good attention. Like, mm -hmm. I have, I never really, I didn't have anything against her. I listened to her music, was on the radio, when our friends played it, loved it, whatever, right? But I just never gone in. I've never ever been someone that went in and listened to albums ever like i never went, i'm gonna go listen to this album you know mm -hmm. i'm not that person um so i never i just never went out of my way to watch it or to listen to it so those two men on tiktok that were reviewing her music and listening to it for the first time and they were really going into it talking about her lyrics and everything then i started being like oh it got me curious just because I love that kind of like music. Um, and I was just blown mm -hmm. away by her and her range and every single thing that she does and how she does it. And the, the public image that she has, I think is so important. And I think almost like a, a role model type of thing. You know what I mean? Like as a businesswoman, like yeah. I look up to that. I respect that more than most more, actually, I feel like more than any person, you know, like I really feel like she just does it so gracefully. And she has really strong boundaries that she enforces regularly. And she keeps her private life private. And well, my bad, Trav, I didn't mean that. But you know what I mean? It was, it's just, she <laughs> for the most part. like, for you know, the most part. yeah. I she just like has a really been... fantastic public image and she does, she does. great things. She does so like good for this world. Going... I feel like she's been going at this for so long too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you it's mean? Been... Like she's been doing this since 2000, like for six, 17 years. That's Sweet. a long 17... time. Yeah, like I feel like is. she deserves. Like I feel like she deserves where she's, she's earned it. That's she's exactly earned it. What I was gonna say. I agree. I think that she, unfortunately, had that happen at whatever ceremony that was where Kanye did that, and you have to understand, <sighs> like, this generation loves Miss Taylor because we grew up with Miss Taylor, but that generation loves Kanye. They grew up with Kanye. You know, mm -hmm. and they wrote hard for Kanye. So it's like that immediately right off the bat, just. And it's it follows her to this day, you know. Do you have anything to say about how you feel about her public image and the way she handles that stuff in the media? I actually do feel like she handles it very well. I feel like if 
she's in a position where she's going to get attention either way. And I feel like she, I feel like she does a good job handling it. I feel like I have a lot of great things to say about her, but I think what really sets her apart is her songwriting. Yes. You know? Yes. I think she has such a way with words and she knows where to put them and how to put them and just like the flow and she's just she's she's brilliant she can see it you know she's so well spoken too 100 I mean, percent. to be fair she's like 35 actually she's 34 yeah she, i mean her frontal lobe is developed but <laughs> not her frontal lobe your frontal lobe is developed isn't it like 25 <laughs> My frontal lobe? Of course not. Have you met me? I don't mind, is it? Mine or not? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, I would hope so, though. I would hope so. So, you remember I told you about the high school in New York, the one um, where I watched the 9-11 documentary about it? Mm-hmm. So... I found their school newspaper article or um, how do you say that? Just the news, um, the school newspaper. Yeah. Like I found their school newspaper cause I was looking up things about Taylor and her influence and all of that jazz okay. and they wrote one about it. And I think it was really, it was actually kind of odd. Maybe not odd, but I was fascinated about the fact that it was the same high school, too. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is one, one thing that it says about her. It says the singer-songwriter's inspiration has ranged from first love and romantic dreams to the crippling mm -hmm. pressure placed on her by media. Okay. It's okay. The way they closed it up was saying over the past decade, the influence of Swift songs has transformed the music industry and pioneered and pioneer a new era of storytelling through songwriting. She has written songs that empower others to have open discussions about societal issues, some of which are rarely mm -hmm. brought up in the music industry. Her support for women's rights, education, LGBTQIA plus rights, and more has inspired people and shown them what can be accomplished through music, whether it be through heartbreaking love songs or an upbeat dance pop earworms. Her extraordinarily dis her ex her extraordinary <laughs> discography lyrics music video concepts and more serve as a shining example to new pop stars who grew up listening to her listening to her music grace said that it's best oh so that's the person who wrote it oh twin both have last names great ah, ah, ah. wait unless that's their first name but it says here they end it saying taylor swift has raised an entire generation of songwriters and i think that that's really okay. powerful it's okay, actually what? so crazy because like that's so like you can like see that like 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 olivia rodrigo you can that see is, you can like see you can tell that that where her inspiration comes from and not just her like there are other like artists yes but I she's like, like one of the biggest i feel like indie music has always talked about like issues like that but or well you know 
things that are more of a, we don't talk about this and the thing. Like, I feel like they were more to do that, but I think that she showed people that it's okay to show emotion in your music and how you can evoke emotion from people and how that emotional response will draw people to you. And like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a really important thing. And I think that she showed people you're allowed to be vulnerable and she put herself out there as a very young woman, you know, and was criticized and harassed and bullied every single day. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she's still over here being a good person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think the fact that she was raised and grew up like normal, you know, says a lot. Like, I think her family has a really solid ground from what I've seen. You know, they seem so nice. They do, right? Like her mom literally gives off like great vibes. No, yeah, I haven't her seen mom's much cool about her dad. I, I don't. I don't know much about well, her father. Well, I know but... he is a football fan. I do know that. His name oh. is Scott. Um, he was an Eagles fan. Now he is not. I think he travels with her. I think they both travel with her from what I understand. Maybe they don't, but they seem to be with her all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And all of these things that I am mentioning right now are going to be linked in the description below. But this is an article from Billboard, and it says, Nine Ways Taylor Swift Has Changed the Music Business. <laughs> it says, Look What She Made It Do. They went off. Of. love that. um yeah this says taylor swift's seismic impact on the music industry over the past 17 years since her debut isn't limited to her unparalleled commercial success but also encompasses her influence on everything from artist rights to smashing the traditional album release model to changing the conversation about song rights and ownership she's an advocate a style icon a marketing whiz a prolific songwriter, a pusher of visual boundaries, and a record-breaking road warrior. And she sells mm -hmm. a ton of albums, including, as we've seen over the past couple of years, remakes her old ones. It's rare to ascend to the pinnacle of stardom, of pop stardom as Swift has, and rarer to still impact the business so profoundly. Since the debut of her first album at age 16, Swift has shown a preternatural gift for engaging with her fans, inspiring the kind of devotion that leaves them to await each new song, album, and merch release with abated breath, not to mention the kind of fervor that can crash Ticketmaster and result in a Senate Judiciary hearing. Mm -hmm. No matter the topic of Swift's songs, her exceptional songwriting skills allow her to resonate with listeners. Swift tells stories through her descriptive Imagery, utilizing metaphors and symbols to evoke overwhelming emotion. A prime example of this is Cardigan in 2020, in which Swift uses the extended metaphor of an abandoned cardigan rescued from beneath a bed to describe how finding a new love validated okay. her experiences. What the hell? That what? is like... How did she like take something and makes it whole? Like, she takes something and gives it meaning. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, what did I do? No, I was like, what did I do wrong? I stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, hello? Uh, no, but she does. It's like she has the, the Midas touch, you know? I think one big thing that anyone has taught me or mentioned or it's in any business book is like, you don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. You don't talk about money. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And 
I think that she is not afraid to do that. And I think that that's really important because she literally raised a generation. I feel like we literally were able to witness like a phoenix rising from the ashes because there was a big crash and burn there for a bit, you know, where she didn't, she wasn't seen in public for like a year straight. I don't know. I feel like she's so like powerful. Yeah. Like, it's like, she's not, she's not afraid to speak her mind. Exactly. But I feel like well, she's and grown the thing into is, that. I th yes, exactly. I think that she had a big fear of doing it when she was very young. Mm -hmm. But I think when she got into her twenties, she was like, you know what? I'm not about that. Yeah, she's like, you only live You're once. You're not doing that. I'm not going to yeah, like, be controlled by your by society. Like, she's like, be careful or I'll become president. Like, you're not going to like that. You know? She would be good at it. Is that a crazy thing to say? I think this is one of the most fascinating things about her that maybe a lot of people don't know the extent of it, right? This is from the U.S. Travel Association, Okay. Okay, so the U.S. Travel Association. So this is, I was doing a lot of research. I read a lot of articles. I did a lot of things, okay? All right, all right. I did a lot of things. I took a lot of notes, the whole thing, right? So I just looked up Taylor Swift impact or Taylor Swift's in, um, influence or something yeah, like that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And get this. This one says... You've likely heard that Taylor Swift recently completed the U.S.-based first leg of her era's tour. But have you heard about the impact that tour had on local communities and economies across the United States? We lay it out below. <laughs> and then it says, Perfect. set of the stage, concerts, professional sports games, and other major events. And the large number mm -hmm. of out-of-town visitors they attract have always provided an economic boost for host cities, bringing an influx of customers to business that caters to travel businesses that cater to travelers my bad okay so total economic impact a well-cited study by question pro um so i'll get that link it's something that linked to it so a well-cited study calculates that swifties have already directly spent around five billion in destinations around the country u.s travel has confirmed that through reference to as economic impact this is a lowball figure which carefully adds up to direct spending by fans we believe that the total economic impact is likely to exceed 10 billion the total economic impact includes indirect spending as well as spending by others who came to join the action around the events but did not actually attend the shows cities around the country experienced record high occupancy <clears throat> rates and bustling down over the concert weekends so this is just giving a, a few examples of numbers right uh -huh. This one says Pittsburgh. So the two concerts there generated forty-six million in direct spending, with eighty-three percent of those those attending the concerts coming from an outside from outside that county. Um, the hotel occupancy was the highest weekend occupancy post-pandemic, and the second highest weekend occupancy on record. Averaged at ninety-five percent and pushed average daily rooms to three hundred and nine dollars, which was a hundred and six percent increase. Then it said Los Angeles had six shows that marked the end of the first part of the tour. Mm. And it, the total economic impact was $320 million with 3,300 jobs created and 20 million in sales and local sale taxes and another 9 million in hotel room taxes. Denver had two concerts resulted in visitor spending estimated at 140 million. Cincinnati's was about 48 million. 
20 million of which was out of town guests, you know? So it's, those are big numbers, big numbers. So it also says here, Swift and Beyonce fans, are the most recent event goers to have demonstrated the power of events, driving travel to destinations. And in doing so contributing to the business, local economies, Concerts, sporting games, and large-scale events provide incredible opportunities for the cities to showcase themselves, you know? And basically, it says, this is, she is like an economic, it says an economic engine. Like, Mm -hmm. what she does is powerful. How she does it is powerful. Everywhere she goes, it, you know what I mean? Magic just, like, follows her, you know? So what you're saying is that she's fixing the economy? And yes, running the world. (laughs) Everywhere she goes, the towns prosper, you know, because, you know, people need to eat. They need to stay somewhere. They need things to do. They need Mm -hmm. to get a haircut. They need to get their hair done. They need their makeup done for the show. They need to go like and have a night. You know what I mean? They, it's, they, people spend money and the money they spend on her is Mm -hmm. like incredible, which I think kind of goes to show who she is because people would not pay that money if they didn't like her or they thought she wasn't. You have to really think highly of someone to pay that much money for a ticket, you know, like the average person. Um, so this one's from, it says Skift. I've never heard of this place before, but that's okay. Um, it says- This is the source? Yeah. Is that so secure? Yeah, I mean, it's a news thing. It has articles linked to it and everything. It's talking about... But it said as she was traveling from Japan to Vegas, and they were talking about how she was using a private jet and how that gives a lot of carbon emissions. And it says a private jet emits at least 10 times more carbon emissions compared to a commercial jetliner, um, according to a study from the Institute of Policy Studies, a progressive think tank based in Washington, D.C., And then it says how she just sold one of her jets. And so it leaves her with one, which uses around 394 gallons of fuel per hour. And it says to help the environmental burden, Swift's team purchased double the carbon credits to offset the emissions generated by her heiress tour. Um, And then it says, but these green initiatives aren't popular with everyone and its benefits are a source of intense debate. But these are things that are like, uh, like planting trees in the rainforest. And then it says introducing energy efficient methods to um help impoverished communities you know it's a lot of different things here and it's one of these things that i think she's criticized so heavily for i think that it's so crazy how often she is under scrutiny the way she is for that dang plane okay because They're over here acting like she's literally causing the fucking global warming climate change thing. And this has been happening for years. And the closer it gets, the more people panic. And of course, this woman who has been, you know, kind of brutalized by the media. Like, how are we going to blame all? How did all of a sudden is Taylor Swift being blamed for global warming? Like that shit gets to me like, what? Of course they would put it on her, you know? Why does she use that plan in the first place? It's a safety thing at that point. It she, is a safety thing. Like, and the only... If people wouldn't act the way they acted and treat her the way she, the way they're treating her, she wouldn't have to use that plan. I mean, it's even been said that her uh, security car... Security cards? 
that her security guards carry things that are life-saving measures. Like if something were to happen where she was bleeding out, like the stuff that will stop the bleeding and, you know, I, I mean like extreme life-saving measures. Yeah. Because she gets death threats all the time and it's kind of horrific. Like when you really sit and think about that, that's very scary. So then it is. when you think about her boundaries, it's like, of course she has them like that. You know, she's had to really fine tune them. What makes people think that celebrities using private planes is literally like the changing factor for the climate crisis? Like, what about the factories, the pollution that's get, that gets put out into the world every single day? The world leaders that know about this and have known about this for many, many years and have chosen to not act. Even this if not, even if she stopped using a private plane, that would not change anything. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like more and more and more lately, they are pinning it on my queen. And I'm like, wait a minute. Keep in mind, y'all, I did not get into Taylor until about September of 2023. It's new. I never expected that. I was like, I don't know. It just happened one day and I was listening to music and then I was obsessed. And then I listened to album after album over and over and over because the words just were so profound. And like, there was so, it was so, it's such a wide range of variety. You know, so like when I'm over here, like, don't talk to my queen like that. I mean, like, I'm not even a crazy like, you know, the ones that people mm -hmm. look at, like, why are y'all, I don't like that type of fan, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I re it's like I respect what she does. I respect her as a businesswoman and someone who carries herself in that life. Yes. yes. I was doing research, you know? And so it's talking about it, and it says, experts weigh in on her fan base loyalty skills as a songwriter, businesswoman as her album's tours break financial records um break financial popularity records and it says it's hard like whether you're a fan or not it's hard to deny the cultural and financial juggernaut the pop star has become and her album midnight's released in late 2020 was the year was the year's top seller at 1.8 million copies twice of that twice that of the second biggest by harry styles her latest Speak Now, Taylor's version, debuted in July at number one, giving her 12th in the top spot, surpassing Barbara Streisand for the most number one albums by Barb. a woman. Barb! Not Babs. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this says, Swift's 131-day Eras Tour, currently packing stadiums across the U.S., is on track to be the highest-grossing concert tour of all time. At four. Oh, 14 <laughs> at 1.4 billion when it ends next year analysts estimate the tour will also have had a total economic impact from tour related spending of 5 billion on host cities even the federal reserve noticed the effect her tour is having on regional economies to better understand the swift phenomenon the gazette asked some harvard and berkeley college students college of music faculty to assess her artistry fan base and the tour's economic impact and her place in the music industry and so I'm just going to read you a few of these because I thought it was fascinating. This quote at the first one says, very few people, people have her songwriting talent. And that's from Stephanie Burt, poet and Donald P. and Catherine B. Locker, professor of English. Okay. And someone said, how good is Swift as a songwriter? 
Um, the reply was, she has a terrific ear in terms of how words fit together. She has a sense of both writing songs that convey a feeling that can make you imagine this in the songwriter's own feelings, like in We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and a way of telling stories that's creating characters. She can write songs that take place at one moment, and she can write songs where the successive verses give you a series of events, like in Betty and 15. Oh, um, don't even get me started on Betty. Yeah. And then it goes on and says that she has a lot of uh, different gifts as a songwriter, both at the macro level and how the song tells a story of the presence or attitude. And at the micro level, how the vowels and consonants fit together. And she's able to exercise that range along with quite a lot of melodic gifts. And in a way that does not make her seem highbrow or alienate potential audience members, I would not be surprised to discover that her body of a songwriting altogether had a larger number of words than anybody of comparable hit songs by comparable songwriter, except for someone like Bob Dylan. That's a big thing to say. You know what I mean? That's like a big thing to say. The woman who responded also said that one of the things that's really remarkable is that harmonically, she's not usually that interesting. It's pretty normal pop chord progressions and pretty standard varieties of pop arrangement. Her great genius and her innovation and her brilliance as a songwriter is melodic and verbal. And of course, she's also very good at singing, which is not to be sneezed at. But she's able to do that with the fairly tight constraints of existing, easily recognizable chords, progressions, and rhythmic setups. You know, and how she's able to create hooks. Um, like, I'm only 17, I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. Oh. And then it says, like, oh. yeah, and how they stick in your mind. And you spin stories out of them. And then she said, this is how you, that's what being a good songwriter is. And how she has a very complicated personal life and people speculate and they, you know, they just deep dive and, you know, go down a rabbit hole and, and they're, but they're also able to make a story for themselves. Like I said, they're able to insert themselves. They're able to put themselves in that place, you know? Mm -hmm. So this one also had said how 15, which is a really great song gains resonance in, if you know that it's about a real person and how they're still friends, but no one would care if it were a brilliant constructed song. Um, and then it says, it's nice to know that J Dear John is about John Mayer, who really had no business dating a 19-year-old, but is also a song about patterns of behavior. And it works in itself. You know what I mean? That's what that response was. And I thought that that was very important. Like that aspect of it, like to where she was able to pinpoint a pattern of behavior, which when I look back at it, she kind of is, you know? I didn't realize that though, but it's like when you go back, it's like every time I listen to things, I just get more and more layers, you know? <laughs> and then it just says that the factors that make her a successful performer, like they had asked what makes her a successful performer in the industry. And then I, and then they replied, um, how there's like a great power in songs and it starts, it really does start with the songs and how people are still listening to the Beatles and Bomb Dylan and Frank Sinatra and mm -hmm. how Bowie and Gaga and, and how, yeah. She's not afraid to bring her audience for a ride. That's what they say. We've seen her grow up in real life from a young girl to a woman with power and she's owning it. And then it says the second thing they emphasize, which they said is really important. Um, you've got to be great live. And that's important. True. You know, they have, mm -hmm. um, they were saying just how students had gone to them. And um, a lot of, they say a lot of the income comes from live performances. And so how she performs live and interacts with people and her community, mm -hmm. the way she presents herself really is what drives people to her you know yeah also i think like live performances are like the only like yeah you see parts of them in other places but i feel like that's where you get to see them 
shine the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. For like sure. personality and like musically. Musically. Anyways, I feel like it's like stuff like that where she just like, like she's not afraid to speak the truth. And it really puts into perspective how much she's grown as a person. There's something really, thing I think really lovely about her where she's able to, it's seemingly she's able to understand like I can't control anyone but me, but she carries herself with grace. And she shows kindness to people and she is. She's showing respect to herself and to others. Yeah, and the vulnerability, I think, is really. Yeah, I think the vulnerability is really powerful. I think it draws people to her because people like raw, they like real, they like. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost fascinating for people to see. It's just human nature, you know, to see other people struggle or. It's it literally is just human nature, but it's just um, you can really see it. I mean, you really can see it over the years. Do you like you're losing me? You're losing me. That's one of her recent ones, right? Yeah, from the vault. From the vault. I really liked it. I think I listened to it like once or twice. If I'm being completely honest and real. That's so real of you. You're so yeah. real for that. And I appreciate yeah, of course, the guys, Keeping it real over here. Keeping it real. As real as but And I, I respect that. I sure do. So, um, I think overall, in conclusion, there's a lot to be said about her. I think she has a very powerful way with words. I think she has something very unique about her that a lot of people can't offer. And I think in business, that's very important. She's offering the world something that people aren't able to do. I think in an industry like that, where you're out in the open, Mm -hmm. that's... Going from how, like, a regular family to a billion-dollar empire in 17 years is absolutely so insane that I can't even see straight. (laughs) Like, when you really think about it... I can't even, like... That imagine that exactly it's like this is what they're doing they're doing it right they're showing good family values they're showing the boundaries they're showing that they're able to show respect to themselves and others they Mm -hmm. show kindness they give they take care of the people that take care of them do you know what i mean they're they're showing that you don't have to be what other people want you to be to be successful yeah there's nothing like they kind of show very real who they are and that's important I think she's like, she's like showing people you don't have to be mean and you don't have to put others down to gain yeah. for yourself. Exactly. Like if you exactly. believe in yourself enough and you put in the work, yeah, for sure. like you don't have to do that. 100%. 100%. And I think that, you know, that authenticity is really something that does it. I mean, it's just moths to a flame. It's absolutely unreal. I mean, she's a beast. Imagine 131 days and what, less than or two years, less than two years. That's crazy. It sounds um, exhausting for one. It does. And it's, I mean, it just doesn't sound very, it sounds like she's putting in so much work. That's another, I read an article about that too. How she, one of the interesting things about her is how much she's willing to invest in herself. 
But you know what? She's getting it all back. Oh, 100%. Like, scared money. Don't make no money, girl. Yeah. So, and what are, what are your final thoughts on Miss Taylor? Because mine are, I just love her. She's a fabulous businesswoman. I really respect it. And people that don't like Taylor Swift just don't like women. I have that. That's my theory. That's a really good theory. I think I mean, yeah. she's doing it. She's super. she's doing the damn thing. She, yeah, she ain't stopping either. Um, even Drake had a lyric and he had said at one point, he was like the only person that could, like Taylor Swift was the only person that could get me to push my album back. Like basically saying, if I push my, if I put my album out now, no one will fucking see it because Taylor's about to release hers. So what, what are your final thoughts? Tell me, tell me, tell me. She's beauty. She's grace. She is powerful. She is. Oh, I thought you were gonna say she's Miss United States. <laughs> she is. She she's is Miss... beauty. She's grace. She's Miss United States. From Miss Congeniality. She is Miss United States. She is Madame President. Kind of like America's sweetheart for real. Yeah, like 100%. thank you for making us. Thank you for bringing our economy up. Thank you for. Fixing okay, it. That's a crazy thing, right? That's that, yes, uh, that is a crazy thing to do. So after now we've discussed Miss Taylor, we all love her, respect her, um, we'll do anything for her, and I think she's yeah. fabulous. So now that we got that settled, um, what are your goals for this next week? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm trying not to like think about the future, like in too much you know what i mean like keep the end in mind but not dwell on it yes mainly focusing on the lifestyle and what you want and what you need and the things instead of more of the very specific things i guess right yeah um did you have any other goals do my homework i've been slacking that's a good that's a good goal and you need to get your your grades up miss ma'am yeah sorry my head's not in it honestly i feel like just in the world right now there's just like a weird energy going on you know my goals are to so this week i've been um because i've been in a lot of pain because my back injury i'm literally actually on like bed rest straight up because it hasn't been as bad in like two years um i when i do that i'm able to really sit and not work on art but i can learn about it so like Ah. yesterday i watched yeah yesterday i watched a um just a tutorial that this woman had posted about the difference between mixing acrylics for the um toning on the first part of the painting mixing it with water versus mixing it with um uh like a medium like a an acrylic medium because they said that when you mix it with water they have these bonds that when they dry they're supposed to go like this and link together but when there's water, it spreads them apart. So they're not able to actually do that. So when they have a, but when they have the, like an acrylic medium, since all, it has all the same stuff, it works. You know what I mean? But it was saying how later paintings will kind of fall apart. Or it won't be great quality or things like that because it's going to lift because it never fully, you know? And so this morning I was watching something about a woman who sold art and had an art thing and she was just explaining like how to sell you right what people want and the difference between bold colors and colors um that are too neutral or colors that have too much 
muddy colors mixed in. Like it, it was very specific. She was like, this is a bold color. This is one that's not. This is something um, that's a bold one. And this is something that's, she said it was anemic. But do you know what I mean? The differences between the contrast and the colors, like kind of explaining one by one, you know? So my goal is just to learn from that. And I do take notes and stuff. So my goal is to just, just to, my goal is to just take notes on that and learn. I'm learning to learn. And it's like, at the end of the day, I never went to art school. So I really do have to do all that. And I appreciate it. I enjoy it. I like it. So that's cool, right? Yeah. All the links I, um, all the articles I talked about in this thing will be linked in the description. All of our information and where to find us will be linked in the description. And um, welcome to the family. Please stay a while. Yes, welcome to the family. Please stay. (laughs) Kaylee's starving, so get used to the hangry. But okay, y'all go have a great day. Go be amazing. Yes. Okay, bye guys. Have a good day. Evening, week, I don't know. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> this mic is crazy. You're like. <laughs> Why?